0: Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Oh Brother, a podcast of three brothers trying to figure it all out with your hosts, Brandon, Colin, and Aaron. This week's show is a pretty serious one. We cover some really heavy topics. So if listening to a conversation around police brutality, wrongful deaths and murders, and what we as a society are trying to grapple with through these times, if that kind of conversation is disturbing or maybe not something you necessarily want to listen to right now, You can go ahead and skip this one. We totally understand. If you'd like to go ahead and listen in on our conversation, we'd absolutely love that and would love to get your feedback on your thoughts. So again, this is Brandon, Aaron, and myself trying to figure out and talk out our feelings and how we are trying to understand everything that's going on right now in the United States. We just witnessed, um, we were just downtown, so the restaurant opened up some, uh, what they're calling fresco seating, so seating right on the road. Yeah, otherwise known as outside seating. seating. Outside seating, I know. I was like, you know it's a fancy restaurant, when they're like, fresco seating. I was like... Well, they're just trying
1: to make it sound good. It's just that. It just means outside.
0: It is. (laughs) But what they actually did is they took away some parking spaces right in front of their restaurant. And put a little elevated deck area, mm-hmm. like, to make it even with the sidewalk. Oh and, yeah, and uh, put some rails around it. It's really nice. And that's they mostly
1: so college wouldn't trip and fall. <laughs>
0: it's mostly, gotcha. Free. And uh, I saw that they posted they're like, "Hey, our fresco seating is available starting today." And I was like, "I want to go try the fresco seating." So we we went, and we were the first ones there on the patio. So I was like, "Oh, that's kind of cool. Like, we get to be the first one of the first, you know, the first, real guests to come out and see this and then we started to see well when we were driving up to find a parking space i noticed there were a ton of cars downtown and i was like that's crazy it is five o'clock why are all these oh oh i then my brain immediately flashed back to previously in the day i had seen a facebook post in one of the groups of of the town that was like hey everybody we're holding a riot and protest tonight downtown uh for the the death of this lady who was wrongfully killed by a police officer and Uh. earlier earlier in the day i had seen this and (coughs) gone hmm should probably stay away from downtown my brain completely forgot all about that and then at four o'clock i was like "Ooh, let's go downtown (laughs) 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 so we sat out on our uh fresco seating listening to people march around the uh courthouse picketing and screaming and yelling and
2: uh we left <laughs> well i mean <laughs> yes we we ate we ate and then we <laughs> left but well, there you go so right in the thick of it i know i was like <laughs> like what uh what interesting
0: people over there and one of the things was as we was were was it company,
1: somebody there in town that happened. This happened, y- y- or yes. was it like no okay. is
0: as a a young lady named um Anna Pfizer she was shot and killed by a police deputy at a traffic stop after she ran a red light is 25-year-old lady and uh reports are saying that she claimed to have a gun and reached to reached for something and he shot her apparently he shot her 5 times and
2: Dang.
0: there uh something other interesting about the uh, city and the county that I live in, uh, they tried having body cams and dash cams before, but mm. the but the data management side—that's something that people don't consider a lot of—is you have to store those files somewhere and keep them secure. Um, yeah, th- that came. That was the part that was too much for the city, so they started <laughs> having technical difficulties. So they canned the project, and now uh, a lot of people are left with these questions of what happened and nobody nobody knows Uh, when they searched the car they did not find a gun so Mm. yeah unfortunately it's it's really really sad it's really terrible um but now uh you know uh, cops are getting their addresses put out there and people are threatening their children and some wonderful stuff happening um in the in the
2: area in response to this so good good times people yeah <laughs> well I would say that step is a bit too far but I don't see anything wrong with
1: demonstrating downtown to be mad about that oh, no. this, is,
3: this is
2: I mean this is the <clears throat> you know if your job is to serve and protect the people of the community but
1: you're gonna, that is gonna be your response. You're not serving or protecting anybody. You're definitely not protecting anybody by doing that. But in my opinion, this is my opinion. I do not speak for any of the other two on this show. This is just me. <laughs> so I'll eat this one. That's fine. You guys can disavow me all you want. But I think that response is just so outside. And I understand that this is a profession. Where it's very high stress. Okay. But I think the thing that people are not talking about, and something that is really important to consider here, is why are you so afraid that that is your response? Right. Because that's a fear response.
2: Mm.
1: That's not anything else. That is a fear response. What are you afraid of? What has made you so afraid? That your first response to some sort of situation is pull gun shoot, right? Right. What has conditioned you to be this afraid, and why are you not getting counseling? Why is there not enough? Why is nobody focusing on that aspect for these people that are trying to be out there protecting and serving us? Why are they not getting enough mental help, mental health help?
0: Right. Well, I mean, that's really true.
1: It's true because they, they do, they run
0: the gamut. I mean, what's, <coughs> you had this incident happen and just a few days beforehand, they, this, is okay, this is a content warning, uh, not fun stuff. <coughs> Somebody, uh, a, a gentleman, uh, not even gentleman, he's a monster, uh, just south of where we live, um, adu- abducted his girlfriend uh, three times, uh, each time the, continuing what? to, yeah uh she would escape yeah he would capture her he would put her her in his uh uh basement and like strung her up and was like 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 mutilating her um, good lord and and so you have the same people dealing with that man as that are pulling over a 25-year-old woman on the side of the road because she ran a red light something needs to
1: change <clears throat> right like that well, yeah. is that is not okay yeah and i think that's that's the thing that's getting lost in the, in the discourse about the defund the police thing. Right. A lot of that doesn't mean abolish police forces. It doesn't mean get rid of all police officers. Some people want that. We have to clearly
0: state that some people
1: (laughs) genuinely want that.
0: Well, I mean, in some looking at
1: you Chaz. Well, I mean, look in some areas of the country is getting rid of a large portion of your police force maybe a good idea? Yeah. I think I think it's fair to say that might be true. You know, uh based on things that I've read about some of the police forces in certain areas. Could some of those guys maybe just not be doing that job anymore? Yeah, I think that would be beneficial to the community at large. Uh, not in areas like As far as I'm aware, uh, I'm very ignorant on these things in my local area, but like here, it's not really a, a thing that's happening, right? We have a very small police force. It's not super big. Uh, but, you know, I think what most people are calling for, uh, the majority of people that I have read, its it's mostly about taking that money
2: that's going to the police force, maybe not buying tanks and armored assault vehicles
1: you know and redistributing that money to where it's not the same people doing that having more officers and then dividing it up between like you know counselors and like family service people so there's more of them to deal with certain calls and other things right so that there's not just one small group or large group of people dealing with all the same all that different variety of things you know what i mean
0: oh yeah no i I, it's (laughs) right on the money is what what i think of just there needs to be a lot more diversity of help uh, for the communities and just more help because because i mean i i know that phrase you know thin blue line i i think that that's a bit possibly a bit overplayed i mean yes there are there are monsters out there that we all want to be protected from
2: but,
3: Again,
1: I think I think we get fed only the bad stuff, right? So we feel, oh, yeah. I mean, part of this is <clears throat> propaganda-based. And part of this is just what sells in the news, right? If you, no one's going to watch the news and they can't sell ad space if you, you, you don't get sensationalized headlines. But I think the majority of criminals out there are not serial rapists and mass murderers you know now the, the counter argument to that someone will say well that's because we have you know all the police it's like <laughs> no, no i think it's because people generally aren't that awful right i that's, think
0: <laughs> it's it's that simpson skit where uh, lisa has the rock and she's like this rock protects me from tigers and and homer goes lisa there are no tigers over here and she holds up the rock and he goes lisa i'd like to buy that rock
2: Yeah,
1: that's that's kind of what I think, right? Some the argue the counter argument will be, some people will say, well, the reason we don't have crime is because we have all the police, right? No, not really. That's not really how that works. It's not. A lot of studies about crime have shown that that doesn't really do that, right? The fact that your police
2: officers have assault weapons doesn't make you have less crime in the area. Right. Things like poverty rates
1: and and housing availability. These are the kind of things that increase crime rates. Right. When people can't meet their basic needs of life,
2: these this is what drives crime. Right. Most people that have an okay income and
1: uh are not super worried about being able to provide for themselves or their family. They're not sitting at home going, you know, I'm bored. Let's go crime. (laughs) Right. Unless they're like a 14 year old. This is sure. But that's like, I'm going to go spray paint a car.
2: (laughs) Not like I'm going to go stab somebody. You know what Mm -hmm. I
1: mean?
2: So I think. I don't know. It's very, it's very. I, this is one of those things that unfortunately the complexity of the issue
1: gets lost in the shouting discourses. But I I do tend to believe that there are instances where police departments are definitely in the wrong, right? I think there is a culture in certain areas. Again, this is not a thing against all police officers. Obviously not. That's just silly. But there are roots running deep in some police departments. Maybe more than I'm aware of. Probably more than I'm aware of. Let's be honest.
2: Uh, because i don't have interaction with law enforcement every day right i barely even see police officers in my day-to-day life <clears throat> and that's just you know mm-hmm. one of the things that i apparently need to be thankful for in
1: my life is that it's not a thing that i have to deal with uh, but i do definitely believe that there are some instances there are instances in this country
2: where there are bad police institutions, and something does need to be done about them because we can't have police killing citizens This is not that that's that that's no so good. I don't care if they are criminals you know, the police's job is to not not to kill citizens right That's not your job right Your job is to apprehend and then a trial right yeah they're not the they're not the (coughs)
0: judge jury and an executor yeah Uh, they're you know they're just bringing people in so they can have their day in court uh and and have that system we have that system for for a reason and you know you started off talking about that sense of of fear and i do think that comes from a lot of the culture that you mentioned in many of the not many i'm going to say in some of the uh forces around the country uh, where the unions are so strong uh i mean that's i mean they're almost invincible uh, in a lot of cases you know and i think that's
1: part of the the issue behind the defund the police thing like if you abolish your police department the the union can't fight you because it's not it doesn't exist anymore right right that's kind of the the drastic step of just Mm -hmm. like chop and then you start a new police force right
0: Right. well i know they've been they've been pointing to what, what it was at Cincinnati or something like that, where they fired every single one of their police officers I think it's then, New Jersey. There's New Jersey, one city in New Jersey. And, and then, and then hired them all, back, and then started hiring people back. You're and back. We had to reapply. Yeah, re-apply. yeah. And it was a way of busting, essentially busting the union. Um, <clears throat> so that, so that you could actually have, and I mean, here, here, here you go. You could actually have real world market forces applied to, to um, job performance, and, yeah. and, and 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 how things were conducted, as opposed to having this artificial limiter on what could or couldn't be done to people. Yeah, um, you know, I, I, I think that, that.
1: Yeah, I like a lot of other people have read that case study, and you see that they invested a lot in community involvement and yeah. community building, and a lot more other things. You know, and not just
0: they actually like tripled investment in quote unquote police, but what the definition of police was on the other side was not what it was coming into it.
1: Yeah, and I think I think a lot of that too gets uh, convoluted in the definition
2: of between crime and criminal, right? Like people conflate those two things. Like, oh, you, crime is bad. Yes. That's true. Are all criminals bad? Mm. You can make an argument that's no. Right. Because a lot of crime, quote unquote, crime, is like, you know, theft. Or something. It's not really like the worst thing ever. So, these are things that, or you know,
1: drug possession, that's a whole other conversation we can have later, but that's a whole weird thing where You know they just like oh you do crime you are a criminal you must be the worst thing ever mm-hmm. and you know this again this, this is a multifaceted, layered thing with like you know police reform the, the prison reform and how that's just like a mess of i'm not sure how you're supposed to become a better person when they lock you in a tiny cell and don't give you any food or water or light ever
2: i don't really know how that makes you not crime i'm not really sure about that uh you know, yeah, it's just kind of a a whole broken thing that has to start somewhere,
1: <clears throat> and there's a lot of people who aren't willing to even have a discourse.
2: so that's why you have a lot of anger mm-hmm. and stuff, because again, this is one of the things this is not a new problem. you know, this this same
1: thing has happened, untold multitudes of times that
2: you have no idea about. But I definitely see how there are definitely communities where you just you've had enough, right? I mean, good lord, Rodney King was almost what over twenty twenty, 20 years ago. Yep, mm-hmm.
1: <clears throat> and that same thing still happening in in some places, right? You got to be sick of that stuff if you see that every single day.
2: I can't imagine. I cannot imagine what that must be like. You know? Oh yeah, no. I, it it really must play into
0: the just whole whole scale perceptions and way of thinking. And when and I and that part is is hard to. Um, I'd say when you're not exposed to that or you don't really think about that, you don't you don't. That doesn't come to your mind first and foremost when people talk about police reform. Because you go, Well, I don't you know the police in my neighborhood don't need it. What do you mean? I've never seen it.
2: But yeah. And I, but, I, I but, think but, it's but, one of those things or, where it doesn't, doesn't exist.
0: Or people start talking. So one of the things that gets frustrating for me is the immediate reaction again both sides have terrible rhetoric and have, have, that's have, because have, we this have, is again completely...
1: this is not a we have the the united states population has a terrible habit of turning things that are like humanitarian crises into political issues mm-hmm. like their your politics has no room people shouldn't be dying right
0: right that's not a. no matter what thing. Right. That's not a like
1: Citizens of the United States should not be being killed by law enforcement officers. Right. In my mind, that's not a political issue. Right. <laughs> that's a, no, I, that's not yeah. a that's not a, oh, my right. side, see something. No, 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 no. Right. And, and part of that is,
0: you know, it, it immediately gets political when you start saying, OK, what do I do because of it? Right. But that that step, when, you know, it's just having to just address and acknowledge that something exists. Because what you're having to do is you have people who are basically arguing from experiences and encounters to people who have not had those experiences or yeah. those encounters. And, I and can't. so you have people who go, I experienced this horrific act, you know, act against me. And I see it time and time again Where people go, well, you know, statistically, it's actually not that likely to have that kind of event happen. And you go, what? Like that's like I don't I don't see how that's helping yeah you at
1: you all. have to you have to change your statistics <laughs> not you can't just talk about you well, have and, to start talking about demographics and, and
0: well and and and, and I think you know and I've read the statistics on on from a lot of different people and you can get to a point where you can go okay like I can see that all these studies show something and yet that doesn't discount, you know, if you say it's 99% likely that this will not happen. Okay, great. What about that other 1%? Is it, well, okay? I mean, is it okay that that 1% is still happening? Is it okay that those kind of events are still going on? Because people are, that's happening to people. People are experiencing that. So we need to do something about that. And I feel like when, when you just start throwing out, when some of the rhetoric is just talking about statistics as far as crime on on white on black or black on black or white on black or black on white, whatever. Like you, you lose those personal stories, those personal experiences that, that you need to address that, that humanitarian side of things. Yeah. Cause
1: yeah, these, this event didn't happen to a number. You know what I mean?
0: Right. I mean, we hear all the time of, of horrific events happening in other countries overseas where, you know, these bombs were dropped and three people were killed. We don't sit back and go, well, you know, there was a 99.999999% chance that, you know, the whole country wasn't going to get wiped out. So I don't know why you're complaining. Like it was just, you know, three people. Like,
1: uh, yes. Like,
0: like You don't hear that. You hear three <coughs> people were, were murdered by a wayward bomb and everybody loses their mind. Three people. But for some reason we look the other way when we go, three people were three innocent <coughs> people were murdered by police because of, you know, these underlying things that we've already discussed. And yeah. people go, well, that's just police. And you go,
1: Yeah, are we talking about the same thing? That shouldn't be it though. (laughs) I mean, I, I think that every because again, because of my privilege based on my skin color and where I live, right? My interactions with the police my whole entire life have been relatively benign,
2: right? When I was a youth, when I was like 17, 18, 19, when I got pulled over, I would get kind of a gruff thing. But it's nowhere near, like, what other people
1: in this country experience. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I had a cop search my car one time, just randomly. Like, I'm going to search your car. I was like, what? Why? I'm
2: driving to the gas station. What are you doing? Like, <clears throat> but it's nowhere near. Uh, I, was, I was never handcuffed. I was never, you know, detained at all. It was just a, hey, stand over there. I'm going to look at your backseat. Fine, whatever. I don't care. Right. But that interaction is much different for other people. And yeah, like you said, I don't worry about it. But that's the, I have that,
1: you know, I guess privilege is the word, really, that I've never really had to worry about it too much.
2: Mm-hmm. Because I've never, police aren't afraid of me because of a long and very complicated historical events <laughs> that people just don't want to talk about because it's hard. <laughs> and, you know, hard conversations are hard and people don't want to deal with it. And so I realized that, you know, it's different. But I, I still think that everybody should be entitled
1: to so my experiences as a police officer, every single person in this country should be entitled to have the same experience as
2: I have. Of hey, license registration. Bye. <laughs> Slow down. Bye. Great. Yeah, yeah. that's I, that's it. What well, I I I I believe everybody should have that because that's not, it's not it's, it's, you know do it. It's not <laughs> right, right. It's just a right to be treated like a person. And I think that's, it really upsets me that not everybody gets
1: that. Right. And I, you know, I don't know how to talk about it because these are things that I don't really have to address in my community. I don't live in a mm-hmm. an area that has a large, you know, African-American population. We have other issues, because I do have, I live in a community with an extremely large Hispanic population, so we have some other things, sure, that we have to deal with. Uh, it's, you know, slightly different, but a lot of it is similar, and there's still that malice.
0: And, and prejudices. And guess, prejudices. And, and assumptions that people bring to it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, yeah, I think you put that very nicely as far as, you know, with you're, the last time you had a traffic stop where you were pulled over, would you like more people to experience that or fewer people to experience that and thats definitely should, more that, right well, I'm just saying like like as a thought process for somebody who's listening, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, going like that should that should tell you a lot about your life experiences just just in that one alone right and I know there are people you know like where we grew up you know uh and even where you know I live now like meth definitely more you know, disproportionately affects the white community than it does the black community. And so, you know, the white people in my city right now, like they get pulled over an awful lot because that's, you know, nine times out of 10, they're, they're trafficking something. If, you know, if they're going to be doing it. So it's like there, there are those instances, but, but it's, it's, it's not even asking, okay, well don't stop, stop patrolling black communities so that you don't arrest them or stop patrolling white communities. So you don't arrest them. It's everybody the same right all when you walk up to that car having the same assumptions for the outcome for this car to the next car
2: to the next car to the next car or this house to the next house to the next yeah. house. you know like, like that's where that is yeah i agree cuz i mean as a police officer obviously you have to be cautious cuz you never know what's going to happen but i don't think you can go i
1: it's just so unhealthy to assume that everybody
2: is out to get you all the time right you're constantly under attack all the time.
1: Like the, this, this mentality that they feed you in some of these departments is just not.
2: How do you expect
1: anybody to operate under that? Mm-hmm. I don't like. I don't, what?
0: <clears throat> now, I think I think to to balance that out, we do have to be fair in saying that the the people. you know crying out all all cops are bad you know ACAB like that is a culture in some corners of the United States so you have both you have this weird side no no no
1: I agree right where you have
0: some 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 people are going every cop that I see is a terrible person and then you have some cops who are going every black person (laughs) I see is a terrible person and they're neighbors right (laughs) yes (laughs) So you've you've got this unhealthy of like you have you have people who have been told Every cop is is you know uh, well I you know it's just you just one time away from from being murdered by a cop that changes how you directly interact with a cop and then if you are inter- interacting with a cop that has preconceived notions of how a black person is going to respond you don't get good reactions from both.
1: Those yes, people, but right? again that goes back to unfortunately that that
2: oftentimes is true in the African American community, right? Like you you are one move away Oh yeah, from getting assaulted
1: by a police officer. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, and
0: right. and, <laughs> and I, I'm, not, I'm obviously not uh, downplaying that because, because those, those are real feelings. And again, um, those are real events that have occurred and that they are cautious of. We, we have some friends down in Arlington, Texas, and they've been posting a lot of stuff. And they're a, a, a black family, and we dearly love them and love the business that they have going on. And uh, the grandma has been posting a lot of things. And she was talking about how her son, who's actually, who's also name is Brandon. He's 32. I like him already. I know. (laughs) You know, know, he's 32 and she posted. Great guy. (laughs) (laughs) She posted a picture of him with his, his nephew. And it was this beautifully written thing. And um, I was crying by the end of it because she was comparing and contrasting how her son who's 32 has lived to how her grandson who's now living. And like, You know, Brandon is that her son was. You know, he he calls them one timers, and how it just takes one time to to not come back from a grocery store run because of a bad assumption on somebody else's part, and how that is differentially uh, applied to the black community, and and you know, so it it was just it really hit home again for those that idea of life experiences that. Some people have lived very, very, very differently in this country than other people. And and regardless of of um location or income or education or anything like that, they have lived a completely separate life. because uh, you know, this family is is real is is very um uh well to do and is you know started multiple businesses and all this stuff. So you you know take that out of the equation. And you still have this this disparity, these these yeah. life experiences that I'll never have. Uh, again, you, you talk about that word privilege, you know, whatever, however that is manifested. You know, we are all privileged to some extent. You know, everybody in the United States is privileged in, to some extent as opposed to other
2: places in the world. And yet you still have these disparities. Yeah. Aaron, you've been awfully quiet. Hi. Yeah, as someone who actually works in the social working industry, would you,
3: do you have anything
4: to add? To yeah. Your
3: Crap, sorry, is-
4: I, was, I, was, I was eating ice cream, sorry. Um, so someone who actually works with law enforcement, sometimes on a daily basis, and for, for those listeners who, who don't know if we have anyone new, uh, I work in, in child welfare for Osage County. Um, largest county in oklahoma um also one of the least populated in the in the whole state which again it's oklahoma so i'm not
1: saying a whole lot but
4: yeah so it's (laughs) it's so it's it's, um but it also has a very large population of native americans um particularly the osage nation um and so sometimes when i work on some investigations or if law enforcement calls me and i i hear the interaction between like the law enforcement and like the family per se it there's a lot of times where i had to stop and think it's like how, how did you become a police officer and then when i talk to w- one of my best friends here in oklahoma is actually a county sheriff not for the county i work at and i have a little you know back the blue bracelet that he gives me that i wear every once in a while um because i i know what he's been through i know everything that he's gone through and you know i know that he is himself a a good you know example of law enforcement um but then i hear his stories and some of the people that he has to deal with in law enforcement wise and it's like well we don't have you know the qualification for being a law enforcement law enforcement officer is honestly not that much and we're constantly needing people and so they've kind of i don't want to say lower the bar or lower the standards for people to become police officers um in a lot of cases just so they can have the numbers and training kind of gets thrown out the window but a lot of the times when i deal with with investigations and law enforcement calls me and you know they're they're doing their stuff and it's like wow you have no idea How to talk with people, and you're in law enforcement, and then you hear like, "Oh, how long have you been doing this?" Like, "I've been doing law enforcement for for 15 years," and I'm like, "Ah, you're one of those Mm. law enforcement people." And so, for someone who actually deals quite often, or quite more often than you may think, in law enforcement or having to, you know, have interactions with them, there, there's especially where I'm at, you know, they're not greatly funded. They're in large chunks of areas with, you know, the crazy of the crazies, aka what Colin was talking about with meth. It's very popular um, here in Oklahoma, weirdly. I
1: live in Berry County for a long time. Yeah. So the so number you, one meth producing capital of the United
3: States.
4: <laughs> yeah. And so, Hello. and so, like, but that's in, in my particular area, like, I I myself don't deal with a lot of Native American or uh, with a lot of African American individuals. For that, you have to go down to Tulsa, uh, particularly North Tulsa, which part of it is in Osage County, and it's it's a it's a very different you know demographic. You know, when my goofy self shows up, and you know, again, no one's ever happy when the state just shows up and. You know, I, I show up with my little OSU polo and I'm like, hello, I need to talk to you. And and people still have that, you know, that disconnection. And then sometimes I have to get law enforcement and they're like, oh, well, no, we'd rather much talk to you because we know you're not going to shoot us. I'm like, I beg your pardon. What? And then I have to bring myself back to the reality of like, oh, I I'm in the situation dealing with this family that this is a constant for them um, and then on the other end i deal with native american families that you know again uh, a state yeah. official spe- a gay spe- me speaking of marginalized uh. yeah <laughs> native, uh, you know oh dear. A, a, a state official shows up and they're like yeah we're not going to talk to you i'm like oh that's right and like, so okay, that's you, fair <laughs> usually you know I'm like, yeah, don't don't blame you. I will and so that's usually we have to wait for the a uh, a uh, uh, Native American liaison or a tribal worker to come out and and work with you. Uh and the you know, but yeah, there's there's still that sometimes of like, oh hey, uh yeah, we're not we're not gonna talk to you. Like, oh no, fair enough. Yep, okay. Um but one thing that is kind of weird, you know, talking about, you know, training, uh my training was like a few months. And we had a class on, you know, traumatic experiences, and it lasted for two hours. And they keep saying, like, well, you know, put, put yourself in their shoes. And, you know, kind of where I'm at, I'm like, how can I? And so kind of taking that concept into law enforcement of trying to put themselves in people's shoes, you know, the only thing you can do is, you know, have extensive training and be involved in the community. And that's kind of makes myself kind of, you know, our our big town of the 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 only large town in Osage County. Um, But, you know, people actually able to recognize me. And, you know, when I go to people's houses, like, Oh, Hey, I've seen you at the football game. Oh yeah. Come on in. And it makes things vastly different and it makes things so much easier when I myself, a little random red-haired kid, you know, shows up at people's doors and they're like, oh, hey, I saw you at the restaurant. Oh, yeah, you're fine. Come on in. And and then just having that interaction is like, well, you know how much easier this would be if this is how it was like all the time, except for there's that stigma of like, oh, that's that's law enforcement. I'm not going to let them in. And it's it, it just it, it baffles me with some of the people that I see um, out there talking with people or you know doing certain things and it's like you, you you're you're a police officer you're you're who they send now, Can I have someone else because you don't need to be out here and it, it, it it's heartbreaking sometimes but kind of where i'm at that's that's all i you know the resources that we have unfortunately and so it's until something changes that's we have to we have to do with what we got and
2: a lot of times that's not a lot, that's not a lot at all yeah, that's. Uh, I think um, <clears throat> one of the things that you said earlier that that I will
1: confess my ignorance to. I did not know how much training it actually takes to become a police officer. In some cases, uh, or like you said, how t- not much training
2: uh, that you will receive to become a police officer. Uh, I saw those signs at the protests about like.
1: How long it takes to become like a hairdresser versus how long it takes to become a police officer, you know, like the hours yeah. involved, and I was like, that can't be true." and I looked it up and I was like, oh wh-
2: what <laughs> hold on <laughs> this is
1: a problem <laughs> like that's so it's that boggled my mind. I had no idea that that was the case
4: and th- and that's that happens a lot, and some people are talking or you know calling for you know different police training which in the end makes sense um, but also with a lot of these lower funded areas uh, again Washington County or the Osage County biggest county not a lot of heavily funds and so when people talk about oh well, police officers need you know up to two years of training a lot of these places can't can't afford that weirdly enough and those people are like oh the state can pay for that I mean it and if they're
1: not state police officers yeah <laughs> no, it's exactly it's, it's,
4: it's not and i wish there was more but there's sometimes where i have more experience and more training in the few months that i did training than some of these law you know, police officers that i've had to deal with and it's just like are, are you kidding me how are you even out here and you know and law enforcement calls me on the all the time like oh hey we got this situation and blah blah blah, blah. it's like that no no that like you don't why are you calling me like that's yeah and it's yeah it's it's weird on my end um not there's there hasn't been a, a lot of stuff like that or protests or anything going on in Bartlesville but there's sure been a lot in, in Tulsa but we we yeah. haven't been really around that at all mm. there's some in Springfield I know yeah
0: I saw some some big pictures, some photos of some very large crowds uh on the uh, Martin Luther King Bridge in downtown. <clears throat> yeah. But, yeah, you talk about training. And I was, one of the things I learned through this uh was um, I had just always believed that part of the police officer training was uh, de-escalation techniques. Oh, uh, yeah. Not, right. yeah. Uh I thought that that was just... A thing police officers would do because that makes sense in my brain, and I just assumed. Yeah. Uh, no, no, uh, the vast majority of uh, departments around the country don't have any sort of that training in place, um, and s- some do. Whether that's a three-step or a five-step or some, you know, now people are calling for an eight-step de-escalation process before and you know before you get to the use of deadly force. Yeah, um, but that that part of me is like i'm shocked i am genuinely genuinely shocked by that that that's not in place and yeah. i think that's you know Long, yeah, over to I, just i agree
1: i mean when you have more swat training than you have de-escalation training that's ye- that's a problem yeah right? like that's yeah. <laughs> yeah that's not a healthy situation <laughs> no,
2: no no because and, and that gets back to kind of you know, what we were talking about as far as it t-
0: increasing the the diversity of of po- what of types of police officers and what that means.
1: Yeah, I you
0: know, SWAT teams are still gonna should still be around. Definitely a hundred percent think it's going to be a case. Yeah, right?
1: like but like that's that's, that's they. But, every yeah. once in a while, you do <laughs> get that, but that yeah. is that's not your first step.
2: That's not right? the norm. step
1: one SWAT van is not so
2: yeah. So yeah the norm right, yeah. and it shouldn't be. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I, you know again there's lots of other things that tie into this in other places but like <clears throat> you know it's just it's very odd i had another thought and it escaped me oh. when you said that and i can't <laughs> remember what it was maybe it'll we'll come back
4: i'm not oh. sure well I, I don't know if it if it helps or hinders anything um but it's also kind of a a good thing shelby and myself for leaving the state this weekend because um our our president is coming to Oklahoma, uh coming to Tulsa. Yeah, uh, this that. this this weekend. So it's literally the I don't.
0: Yeah, yeah. That, I don't know how
1: that hurts me.
0: You're not planning on driving through. You don't drive through there, right?
4: Nope.
3: Right. Okay. Yeah. Good.
4: Which <laughs> the is the BOK Center. Yeah, but is that that's downtown, right? Yeah. Okay. So or, we're actually not that far from downtown. Yeah. Like an hour. Oh, well it's an hour from us. But no, we we drive <laughs>
2: that's far. We drive that's, straight
4: that's far, far. It, It's it's not on the road. It, we drive straight west or uh, straight east. There we go. Uh
1: um, say, why are you going west? That's the wrong way.
4: It's, it's <laughs> very, been a long day. Very secure um, this route. <laughs> but we yeah. yeah, we we're driving uh straight east uh
2: t- uh tomorrow. So we will be far, far and away from any,
4: uh, any big thing that's going on, but he's not coming until tomorrow. So it's fine. It'll buff out.
2: That's still that
1: that timing.
2: Yeah, not, I can't.
1: I cannot believe.
2: I mean, I can believe because. But I mean, why would you not? If you're that
1: person, why would you not do something that completely insensitive and
2: terrible? Mm-hmm. Yep, I. I can't. Having a rally on the anniversary of one of the worst, like, you know, yeah, I, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's I, that's that's happening this weekend, and uh,
4: our, our our governor is not not really helping anything.
2: But I mean guess it's it's yeah i that's yeah so that's that's going on and i guess yeah, that's another reason why i was like yeah we we'll probably need to to head home away. and 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 see and see the family and yeah um uh, but that's other than that that's that's what we're gonna be this weekend
1: yeah that's a good call <laughs> yeah oh man that's uh ah, that, <clears throat> What a slap in the face. I, yep. uh, my gosh. I, wow. Um,
3: That's, yeah.
4: Puts, puts a different thing, but, uh, to bring a different, different mood into the, um, podcast um yeah save us to, save us to uh Come on. to, to <laughs> brag to brag on my on my wonderful girlfriend um who i cherish dearly uh, she made yeah. some new new friends this weekend um so she she was out out jogging around our apartment complex and did you bring uh, some more birds home yeah no yeah. how many birds no, have currently well so they're Are all they squirrels too, they're all too old now so they're kind of like hovering over the doorway directly so they can't all fit in the uh the bird's nest so did you buy the shelby be... no no okay i just no, i wish I had to follow i um, i had to follow up okay but we She was out jogging and she made some friends and there's this very old lady in a wheelchair with one leg and she she had like this it's not a service dog it's a little tiny like old it's like a 15-year-old dog and it's itty bitty and it's like does it, it it's super cute and so Shelby starts a conversation and then gets invited into this elderly couple's home and who the the grandpa I guess you would say is you know very diabetic and is pretty much blind and then the this lady has one leg and is in a wheelchair bound and <clears throat> all this stuff. They don't have any family members in town. And so it really they
0: think for the mood of the
4: podcast, <laughs> they, yeah, they man, been,
1: what an <laughs> upbeat story. They,
4: they have been, they have been blowing up Shelby's phone and it's like, it's they're They're really sweet, but they're like, Hey, we need help. Like we just ran and got some groceries for them. Not that long ago, but. Do you want pictures back, of your birds? And. I don't know. I haven't asked them. <laughs> Shelly came back, and she's like, oh, I met these really old people, and then, like, the next day, I think they called them, like, I called her, like, two or three times. Three. And then they called today when we were, because we went to the pool, and, um, and swam, and then they called us. And then they're like, they need some healthy groceries. And I was like, oh, this is not how exactly I picture us making <laughs> making friends,
2: but, uh, you know, <laughs> whatever. That, that, that's, been, that's been our... Uh, evening tonight, at least, is
4: ma- making friends with the elderly couple uh, a few rows down from us. Well,
1: there you go, getting out and meeting the neighbors. Yeah. Right? How Good. sociable of you!
4: Right. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> but like I said, they're 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 really sweet. But it's just like you you ran into who? Who are you talking to? And then I was like, oh, I'm sure we'll, we won't have to talk to him much. And then. Like Boom. Ju- just today just like oh who's calling oh these people
2: okay you called 47 times yeah but no we'll be we'll be heading home this weekend
4: that'll
2: be the first time uh be gets to meet everybody and then first time I'll be back since when was the <clears throat> last time I was home Christmas no, was Christmas? Christmas was
3: it no yeah
1: well, I mean, if we look at the timeline, uh, it was Christmas, January, apocalypse.
2: Yeah, that's right. So I
1: mean, yeah, that yeah, it's the last time you've been home. No,
2: a, so yeah. So
4: <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if apocalypse is basically that way. Yeah. No, no, it's bit, yes. Uh yes. I gotcha. Yeah, so that that'll be the wow, gosh, yeah, I didn't realize that. Cause all the other times, like man, it'd be fun to come home. Dad'd be like, no, like oh, yeah, you're right. Nope, you're, you're <laughs> right.
2: Yeah. So yeah, that's what that's what we what we got. And uh, did anything else happen this weekend or this week? I mean, just just a few investigations here and there. Uh, yeah, other than that, that's that's all been and Bartles away. Here we go. I was trying to think of anything else I needed to, to rant
4: about. If I saw some high school kids driving in new new vehicles or not, I was
2: like, I oh, don't really, really see anybody. Driving right in the middle of the road. <laughs> Punks. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, I haven't done anything this week. I'm
1: surviving summer school. Barely. Still good. It's hot now. And it's hot. Mm. We started service project. We got I was really bored of being inside all day long. So we are now, in addition to the other things we were doing, also uh doing some landscape maintenance <laughs> on the front of the school building. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> we was like raking leaves and pulling weeds and stuff because Yeah. Good. We got we're doing it like
2: the first hour of school. Cause we, school starts at like eight. Yeah, eight. So uh, it's not real hot yet. So we're going outside doing that a little bit. Just kind of helping out, doing some
1: stuff. Uh, also, the maintenance director might have suggested that if we do a good enough job, he will let us go into look at the basement, a place Whoa. that the kids did not know existed no. until <laughs> this week. Uh, so we're going <laughs> to... Excellent. There's an so old cool. boiler room <clears throat> under yes. the old gym. Yes. And it is like often flooded, right? <laughs> oh, <laughs> it no. It <laughs> often has some standing water in the bottom and it's really weird and possibly haunted. It's fine. And then uh we're going to
0: go <laughs> I love it.
1: Uh because we do have a school ghost, by the way. I we talk about, you know, and if you know that or not, we have a school ghost. Uh, so we're going to, uh, we might get to go take a peek in the basement. Like earlier this week, we were doing something else. Oh, we helped the new librarian move some stuff. Right? Oh. So our old librarian retired. And uh, actually, Aaron knows our new librarian. Uh, Michelle Hilburn, formerly Flamer. Oh, really? She is the new librarian at our school. Uh, And so she was moving stuff from her, because she taught English before. So she taught uh, English there. She actually taught English at Rogersville when Aaron was there.
3: Hmm.
4: I never never had
1: her though, but but he knows her. Uh, She tells me he would just like wander into her class and sit down sometimes. I don't know what he was doing. Sounds
0: exactly like Aaron. Hmm. I
4: don't know why he was not
1: in class. Uh, that but he might
4: that might have happened. Um, I so can't. she knows
1: Aaron. She asks about him every once in a while, uh, and uh, so she's there. So she was the new librarian. Anyway, she had to move <clears throat> a bunch of stuff, and uh, jokingly one day I was like, "Hey, if you need some help, I got a bunch of really bored sixth graders in here." And she emailed me later. It was like, "Hey, but for real though, I have some boxes." <laughs> 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 so we got some carts and boxes, and we
2: move some stuff around for a little while. And uh, while we were doing that, we had to go do something else. And one of the janitors,
1: uh, one of the new guys who's like super awesome, right? He started showing the kids around just some closets, you know? Like, oh, hey, have you ever seen in here? And he opened up this closet that's under the stairs. They didn't even know it was there. And they're like, what? What's in there?
3: Mm -hmm. And
1: and, you know, he showed them one, and he's like, have you seen the other one? And they're like, there's another one. <laughs> <laughs> so they were just getting these behind-the-scenes looks of all these doors that are always closed, and they have no idea what's in there. You know? <laughs> and so they were getting, like, this look. And, like, we have a one, you know, he was like, hey, you know, come check this out. Do you know what that box is? And they're like, no, nah, what's that box? He's like, that's the controls for the elevator. And they're like, so cool <laughs> so, we can... mm-hmm. so we've been getting some behind the scenes look
2: at, at school taking a peek in the... <laughs> they're also ripping up the gym floor oh I saw that on the social media
4: post yeah. uh, with the um, I can't think of his name the janitor
2: yeah uh, that was
4: Glenn. He's the maintenance
1: director. Yeah. Did you see that one? guy. Yeah, oh, that man. was so okay. sweet. So did you see that one, Colin? No, I didn't. All what? right. So uh they're, they're tearing up the floor. This floor has been there since 1974. Oh, cool. Okay. That's how old this is. Um, <clears throat> it's got it had water got in somehow and it started moving around so much so that you can't actually put the volleyball posts in anymore.
0: Oh, because
1: it's shifted. Oh, geez. So they're tearing it out. They're redoing some of the they're fixing some of the concrete and they're putting a new floor down. Well, the maintenance director, his name is Glenn. Right. He played the first basketball game on the new floor when he was in high school there. So he, he played on the basketball team the first game on the new floor. And so right before they started sawing it up and taking it away, he went out
2: and shot baskets on the basketball floor. So he is now the last person to play basketball on the floor. Oh,
1: That's really cool. So there's this cool thing. So he asked Susan if he could do that. And she was like, "Uh, yeah, Yeah. we're doing that right (laughs) now. (laughs) (laughs) So that's pretty cool. And uh, they've sawed it up. And they have actually taken a bunch of the pieces out to the ag building and they are selling them to people. Huh. They cut up these big, some of them are enormous and they're just like, yep, come get, you know, like, I don't remember. It's like, it's not very much, it's like 10 bucks, 20 bucks, something like that. Like, take a piece of the floor, come get it, go oh, for yeah. it. So he's <laughs> like, I got five and I don't know what I'm gonna do with them, but I got. <laughs> okay,
3: okay, okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so they got. I'll hold this floor out there. But it's really funny. Uh, yeah, that's the thing that's been going on, too. That's
1: a big construction project that's happening in school. been checking that out, we've been peeking in on that, too, as we go by. What's it look like in there now? Yeah. The gym looks really weird with no bleachers on that side and <laughs> no floor.
3: <laughs> but the, the,
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> so that's been happening. But that's, yeah, that's kind of a cool thing that they did there with him. And, uh, stuff but it
1: was (laughs) yeah we just been kind of roaming around the school in the mornings (laughs) doing stuff helping out practicing our citizenship because you know sometimes we don't get along with each other very well we can't play kickball successfully some days without arguing so we need to practice working together and giving back because we got to get this under control not handling this very well (laughs) it's not the olympics Stop what, shouting about recess. At, there's only six of you anyway, some days. Why are you shouting? How do you play kickball with that many people? Why are you so upset? Stop you it. just <laughs> don't understand the drive to succeed, man. I definitely C- do not kickball, understand. Kickball is life. I definitely do not understand the drive to succeed at kickball. Even when I was in elementary school and played <laughs> kickball, I was like, yep.
2: Okay. Yep. I kicked the ball. Most of the time, I didn't even I do know. that. I
0: mean,
4: I mean, whatever. I just remember Coach Coach Scott yelling at us, and then play attempt to play kickball. And then we'd have to remake the rules because we apparently weren't playing them right uh, via Coach Scott. So I don't remember playing a lot of. Ki- I, we played kickball in like
1: elementary school, but by the time I had Coach Scott, we were playing lots and lots of two base
2: inside. Yeah, with the big uh, two the big pads. Yes. Yeah. And one of the only member memories I have of two base,
1: the best memory I have was we were playing somewhere. I guess it must have been summer school because
2: I didn't take PE in high school. We've talked about this. I don't <laughs> got time for that. I'm lazy. Uh, <clears throat> Tim's brother, Brent, was mouthing off at me. He was there. He was mouthing me. You can't get me out. blah, blah, blah.
1: So he kicked the ball, not very hard. I grabbed it, and I was at one end of the gym, and he was running to the other one, and I flung the ball like most of the way across the gym and hit him right in the shoulder blades. Bam. Of
0: course you did. (laughs) Of course you did.
1: I was like, I'm not going to get you what? What was that? You get, (laughs) sit down. down. (laughs) (laughs) That's the end of my competitive streak right there. You can't get me out. Oh, yeah, watch this. Boom. (laughs) Bam. (laughs) I don't Uh care if we won I just got you out that's all that's important (laughs) (laughs) great (laughs) I'm not petty at all sometimes it's fine No, (gasps) I don't know what you're talking
2: about Ah, ah. who who was the elementary school PE teacher
1: Uh, now I had three so you gotta be more
2: specific than that oh well, because Coach Evans was, yes, was a Thompson. teacher, but I'm talking. I'm talking about like another oh. lady, or was it? Yes. Uh, I had a guy named Randy
1: too when I was no. in like second grade. Uh, but the lady,
4: yes, Thompson. Yeah, yes, Coach Thompson. Coach Thompson. So it, it was. I, I think it was Coach Thompson. But so recently, I don't know. Long brown hair tall.
3: Yeah. Skinny.
4: Do you know what happened to her? No.
1: Killed <gasps> what? by a car while she was in Pittsburgh
2: going to a baseball game. What? No. Yeah. This was several years ago. No, I had no idea. Yes. So she was struck
4: by... She was a pedestrian struck by a car. <sighs> Sorry
1: to bring down your
4: uh, game here, but I think... No, cause... so I, I was... I was <laughs> what I was going to say was um... <sighs> So the ESPN just released the new 30 for 30 about Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa. And I remember in gym class, Coach Thompson like would just like wheel out one of those TVs and we would watch like a baseball game because she was super into Mark McGuire. As was literally everybody
3: in everybody Missouri. Missouri. yeah, Even
2: people like, that was...
1: had never watched baseball in their entire life. It's kind of like last year when the Chiefs won. All yes. these people are like, I love the Chiefs. They're like, you don't even watch football. Who are you? What are you talking about? It was like that.
4: I love oh. no, ball I just, of foot. Yes, but I just, I just remember that that was kind of like my big step into into baseball. But I was, we were, I was sitting there watching, and I was following on Twitter, and I was like, I remember when that was like super serious, and I just remember our PE teacher just like not doing PE things. We would just watch baseball. <laughs>
2: Yes. Well wow, I
1: had What year was that home run thing?
4: But yeah, she was I, she was killed. I'm pretty sure.
2: <laughs> she was killed by a, a car. She was she was watching a baseball game in Pittsburgh. I, I think mm. it's Pittsburgh. Uh yeah, she was going to a baseball game. Or she was either going to or leaving a baseball game. Mm. Mm. <laughs> and she was killed by a car. So unfortunate. Uh I do remember that. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. Sorry to bring your story down slightly. No, no, it, it's
1: fine.
4: No, yeah, I had no idea. I definitely remember Coach Evans, but
2: I could not remember Yeah, Thompson. Coach Thompson. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I can't remember her first name. I have some yearbooks somewhere in this house. Because Susan
1: found them at dad's house and was like, nope, these are coming home with us now. It's like,
2: no, 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 no. We don't need
1: those. It's fine. <laughs> Put them away. Yeah. Hide then, them. I think she has
2: them in the room. Yeah. They're either in the bedroom or in the other closet. <clears throat> so I'll have to get that out and see if I can find it later. But yes. Mine are, mine are scattered
4: somewhere around here. Shelby and, is is extremely excited to look at the um photo album photo albums and i was like ha 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 good thing i was like oh no mimi and just the copious amounts of bonus pictures. photo albums You're yeah
2: mm-hmm.
4: and so i was like ah drat and foiled so
2: yeah you, you sound
1: so sad Oh no, she gets to look at my adorable kid pictures. Ah look at look how sad you are. Well her her and
3: everyone else. Oh "Oh,
1: no, look how cute I was. Ah Uh, (laughs) help
0: me, stop.
1: Yeah, oh please don't look at this adorable picture of me. No, Uh, don't.
0: Or this one. Yeah,
1: Yeah, or this one I would really hate it if you saw this one. Yeah, if you I would really hate it if you saw how cute I was in this picture specifically.
3: That's right.
4: What, why are you holding a a, a a fishing pole in your school picture? Don't
3: worry don't, about it. I'm don't cute. worry about. It.
4: First of all, that was a stick, you
1: goober. He didn't have. A we held a pole. fishing pole. We held. It a was fishing a stick. Pole. You found. out. Oh, I'm talking about the one with the little, small one.
4: Oh no, I was talking about the like one my, where you wouldn't school. sit still unless you
1: held that ball on that dumb stick, and Mom's yeah. like, "Fine, let him hold it. I don't really care." <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that, but I, 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 I do. You wouldn't sit still. You were just like I, you. Were, you were like. Four, I'm pretty sure. You don't know, think like if you were old enough to be in school. So I don't know what you like. There. This is like but last like, year. But it was yesterday. No, but you were sitting on. They put you on this little stool, and you just kept getting up and walking off. You'd be like, "All right," and you would just get up and walk off the stage. Like, <laughs> five, yeah. And the only way you would sit still is you were holding a yellow kickball and a <laughs> stick, a stick that you're playing <laughs> with, and you really wanted that ball. So the picture of Aaron is him sitting on the stool in like a, sw- a nice
4: sweater. And like this weird background, and he's just holding a yellow kickball and a stick, like now I am happy. <laughs> no I, my lawyer myself remember this quite differently. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was um, I witnessed this whole thing.
1: I that's exactly what happened. Don't even <laughs> <laughs>
4: uh, But yeah, so we'll be we'll be spending spending some time and looking
2: at those because he's like, I'm so excited, and I was like, ah oh, crap. But uh, she's. I was gonna say, I I was questioning her excitement level because surely she listens.
1: She's in the room right now while you're talking to us, and she's got to be going. My gosh, your brothers are
4: so dumb.
1: Why would I... <laughs> well, she, she? She can't. She can't hear.
4: She can't hear what what you, what you all are saying. She's just hearing me commenting, just sitting here quietly, and then being like. I looked very cute. Yes. Just like out of the blue. So
3: I can imagine (laughs) her face. What? She literally
4: just looked at me and
1: said, what? And I was like, yeah, I see. I'm good at imagining.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Good imagination.
1: I just, I just questioning her excitement level. I'm very curious about why she would be so excited.
4: (laughs) Oh no. She's, she's, she's very of the excited. I told, I told her about the dad's puppies. And so,
1: Oh, yes have they eaten the oh, whole entire house yet
4: oh um they they tore pour uh, more rocks it's
0: it's not puppies Uh-oh. Any, anymore uh oh
2: what
0: um nothing nothing bad um but but Becky has found a new home
2: Oh. Uh, which one was that the 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 black one the black one
3: yep
0: she was quite the instigator and was really like basically turning Addie against him. <laughs> yeah. And dad was like, "Like That's it. You're out of here. And so he found a family who had just lost a dog who wanted a dog. And he had a dog. So they had ah, a new dog.
1: Okay. Oh. So rehomed. Okay. Re-homed. That's better.
0: I said nothing bad happened. I was
1: yeah, so I know. But at first you didn't. You were like, oh. It's only
2: one. I was like, it's Oh, God. Home. Oh, well, what, well, what happened? <laughs> right. So it's just Addie. Now. Okay. Well, yeah, that's slightly sad news. It's... But I don't understand <coughs> why a man would buy or procure for himself one of the most rambunctious breed of dogs of all time
1: and then be confused when they like I acted rambunctiously, you know, when they were
2: <laughs> 6 months old. I know. It's a confusing step in there. That I don't I, fully I know,
1: understand.
0: I know, and I know you know. <laughs> y'all, y'all know.
2: <laughs> I get the. I don't. So, yeah. Oh well. Well, at least it was. There was no tragic
1: accident. I'd be worried there a little bit. Go right. go like, oh, oh no. Sorry,
0: I was probably taking that a little bit more seriously just because I had to explain mm-hmm. to the kids. Whenever we were there last, of like,
2: oh, it's only one, oh, and dear.
0: they were very confused. And Megan oh. was Megan was like, "Did he actually rehome her, or is that like the farm in the sky kind of thing?" I was like, no, <laughs> no, Oh dear. He oh dear. He's like, "Of course he rehomed her." She was like, "Okay," <laughs> and then, and then. <laughs> Megan. And then you were like, like,
1: wait, Dad, you actually did rehome No, or, Megan right? did. Megan asked him, Oh, was <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. She was like, get him, hey, Megan,
0: get him. She, she t- he told her, and he was like, she she just stared right at him and went, did you, like, actually rehome? And he was like, of course I did. <laughs> and <laughs> we
3: were like,
1: I'm oh, breathe.
3: <laughs> Good, okay. Megan
1: will get you. Yes, you, she you will. will. Right, don't do that. <laughs> so, You'd be double teamed yeah. by Megan and Susan,
2: so you don't even want that. Get out. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That'd be. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> <sighs> well, all right. One dog. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, you guys. Enjoy that. That will be fun. We'll see. <laughs> it's going to be hot, but you know, it's all right, I suppose. Mm-hmm. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> It'll be fine. Yes. Sorry,
1: it's the one weekend that you actually have to dog sit again.
3: <laughs> I, I, the I first it's time
1: okay. since the world has ended yes, that you actually. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay.
0: We are. I. I need to send you guys the date that we are trying to go back up. Uh, it's many weeks away. Uh, it's down. About, but okay. Down. Down. Up. <laughs> across. Whatever. It's not across. <laughs> kind of across for Aaron. I mean, yes. See? It's
3: across for me. It, it,
4: it, it's kind of See? up-ish, but... Up-ish. <laughs> up-ish. Anyway.
0: Anyway, just so you guys can get down your counter and we can try and do... One of these other live in-person things.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah. Ready. <laughs> da, na, na.
1: Ready.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, yep. Let's nice have a good weekend.
1: Well, we'll give it a shot. You and as well. Be we in touch.
4: All right. Heck yeah.
1: Love you guys. <laughs> Love you too. Love you too. Bye. and listeners. We love you also. Yes, we do. Very <laughs> <much>. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.